If you don't know what KPI stands for, it does not stand for Kissing Professional Influencer. It stands for Key Performance Indicators. And today we are going to talk about how to use KPI for your business to achieve your goals. enjoy the Miss Biz podcast, but still have questions or need advice, we have some exciting news for you. Join us for Miss Biz Connects. Miss Biz Connects is a weekly one hour Zoom call on Fridays at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is one hour each week dedicated to you. We want to meet you and put our brains together to help you grow personally, professionally, and spiritually. To access the meeting link, visit us on our social media pages at Miss Biz Podcast or send us an email to MissBizPod at gmail.com. Join us this Friday and let's grow the Miss Biz Nation. Lady bosses, are you working even after putting the kids to bed but still not getting results? Are you tired of spending money on ads that aren't getting engagement? Do you feel burdened that you aren't fulfilling your purpose in life because you are so consumed with work? I'm your host, Brooke Boltz. I'm an attorney and founder of Boltz Legal. I started my business and in one year was bringing in seven figures and am now bringing in multi-seven figures. And I'm your co-host, Rachel Boltz, owner of Boltz Media. I've helped many businesses build their online presence and increase their revenue through digital marketing. Want to hear how we did it? We are here to help you achieve your goals personally, professionally, and spiritually. So kick off your high heels, Sit back and let's ignite that passion. We're Miss Biz, where we're putting the Miss in Biz. Let's get biz done. What gets measured gets done. That's a quote from Peter Drucker. If I want to lose weight, I have to step on the scale. I can't just go around telling myself, I want to lose weight, I want to lose weight, and not actually stepping on the scale to see where I am and what my starting point is. So step one is stepping on the scale, seeing where your starting point is. Step two is to figuring out what your end goal is. How many pounds do I want to lose? And step three is figuring out little baby steps along the way and little quantifiable metrics I can keep track of along the way so that I can reach that longer term goal. So for example, if I wanna lose 20 pounds in six months, then I can say I wanna go to the gym or I'm going to go to the gym four times a week. I'm going to eat X number of calories per day. I want to lose this many pounds per month and this many pant sizes per month. Putting in place those little stepping stones help us helps us to reach our longer term goals. So today's topic is key performance indicators or KPIs. KPI is a quantifiable metric used to monitor progress in achieving business objections. Objectives. Sorry, There's my the lawyer. Attorney. <laughs> my lawyer language got the best of me. 
So today we're going to discuss the top five business areas for KPIs. So you might want to get a pen and paper or pull out your notes section in your phone so you can write these down and later go through them to make sure that you're implementing the KPIs in these areas. So there's the financial area, there's intake, marketing, productivity, and that can be broken down into two parts, which is productivity for your entire business and for individual staff. And then there's your operations and HR. So for financial, you're going to want to look at revenue collected per month, your average collections, your overhead expenses, and the amount of accounts receivable outstanding. These are just some financial KPIs. We're trying to give you some ideas of things you can monitor and measure. There's way more than this um, that are out there or that are available, but we're just trying to give you some ideas to help get your brain juices flowing and thinking along the lines of which KPIs are going to be right for my, for my business. And the financial area of your business is probably the most intuitive that most business owners just know naturally they need to be keeping track of. Most business owners are going to know how much money comes in each month and how much money goes out. But there's a lot more detailed KPIs that you could put into place to help you gauge those things more closely. The second area of your business that KPIs are effective is intake. That is things like the number of leads that come in, the number of conversions or sales. And you can look at the conversions both on a global basis of the entire business, how, how you know, if there's 10 leads coming in a day and eight percent eight of them are converting to sales, then that's an 80% conversion rate for the business. But you can also look at, and you should also look at it on a an individual standpoint so that you can identify those superstars who are having high conversion rates and then the ones who are lagging behind. Those ones who are lagging behind may need additional training that you can put in place or you could perhaps have one of the superstars help mentor one of the the lower performing employees. So but but knowing where they stand is important to the the growth of the business, but also to the growth of each individual person. Because also, if you happen to be one of those superstars, but you're not getting any recognition for it, because nobody really realizes that you're the one who is outperforming the others, then your job satisfaction is probably not going to be very high. And you may start looking for other opportunities where your assets and skills would be more um, appreciated. And then finally, on intakes, the number of clients by source is important as well, meaning where are those leads coming from? Is it from Google? Is it from networking groups? Just where are they coming from? And once you have those KPIs in place, then you can figure out the right method to correct it. So for example, in terms of the source, if you're getting them from a Google ad and you're not getting many conversions, it could be something as simple as switching up some of the keywords. Um, so by breaking it down, you can really get more um, in detail. Instead of just saying, you know, I'm not getting conversions, you can break it down more and figure out what you need to improve and focus your energy on those things that um, you should be rectifying first. Um, and then the second aspect um, of, to use KPIs is marketing. So this is where you can look at your social media engagement per platform. Um, how many coffees and lunch appointments are you having 
each month, your email marketing campaign, what's your open rate, um, as well as is your email list growing, and your website traffic. So again, these are just ideas of marketing KPIs that you could start keeping track of. I never used to keep track of my lunch and coffee appointments with business associates in the past. But when I recognized that marketing was a KPI I wanted to improve upon, I decided, okay, I need to be doing more of these appointments each month. Um, And so I started tracking that. And now my scheduling assistant each month, she reports to me how many lunches I've done, how many networking events I've done, how many speaking engagements I've done uh, for that month for myself and for the other employees who are also part of the marketing team. So, you know, identifying those areas of, of that you want to improve on that you think may have an ultimate difference in the outcome of the performance of the business is important and then tracking it and setting goals and monitoring that. September 30th is International Podcast Day. As a way to celebrate, we are launching a giveaway where one lucky winner will receive a $500 gift card. To play, you must listen for the super secret keyword found in every episode leading up to September 30th. Send your answer to missbizpod at gmail.com and you will be entered to win. You can also earn more entries by liking our posts, following our pages on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, or by sharing our content on your page using the hashtag MissBizPodcast. Each like and follow is one additional entry. The person with the most entries wins. Let's celebrate International Podcast Day and let's get biz done. Today's keyword is Bolts Media. Absolutely. If you have, you know, let's say four coffees per week and you're not getting any business out of it, being able to see those numbers and figure out, okay, well, am I meeting with the right types of people or um, do I need to work on building more effective relationships? You know, if they're not sending me any business and I'm not sending them any business, what do we need to do to improve this relationship so that we can get the most out of it. Yes. So moving on then to the fourth area of business that KPIs are effective is productivity. And as Rachel said, there's two subsections, productivity of the entire business versus productivity of the individual staff members. So this can be monitored a few ways. One is the number of Google reviews and how many Google reviews you're getting that are five stars versus another number of stars. And not just on Google, maybe you're getting reviews on Yelp or Facebook or other places, but just taking a look at how many happy clients are giving you Google reviews and what is their feedback that they're leaving for for you. How many What's your number of active clients or number of cases? Um, What's the amount of time that it's taking from sign up to completion? This is a super important one for me and my business because clients don't wanna have their cases taking years and years of time. So I'm always monitoring how much time is it taking to reach certain milestones in the case from sign up to demand letter, from demand letter to settlement. We're always monitoring how long it's taking 
working so that we can find ways to improve upon the process. Also, the average value of a sale. Are you selling your most expensive products the most or the more inexpensive products the most? What's the average per transaction that is uh, that you're recovering? Are you having client communication every 30 days? That's something else that I track and monitor. Every month, my staff send me a list of the last day that we sent an update to every client in the last 30 days so that I can look at one spreadsheet quickly and know every client on that list has heard from us with some type of update in that last month. Um, that's because clients need to know what's going on and we need to be updating them regularly. Uh, so these are just some ideas of productivity. Of course, some of these that I gave to you are specific to my business. And so you'll have to, especially in this productivity category, think about your own unique business and how you best measure your productivity. And the last area that you'll want to implement KPIs for is your operations and HR department. So this is where you're going to want to look at absenteeism. You're going to want to look at employee satisfaction and employee turnover rate. Absolutely. And those are critical to the growth of your business as well. If your turnover rate is too high, then of course you your, your business is going to suffer because you're gonna be constantly training new people on a role and new employees historically are going to have a learning curve and they're going to make more mistakes because they're still learning. So those are the five areas of your business. I encourage you to write down those five areas and I believe that when you do, your mind is naturally going to tell you these few areas, I'm good. These are my strong areas, but these, you know, couple of other areas are really where I would like to see the most improvement. And those, those say two areas or three areas that you want to have improvement on are the ones you want to sit down and start to brainstorm. What KPIs, what things can I monitor that I'm not? What goals can I set once I know what where, where my starting point is? And what are some stepping stones and KPIs I can monitor every week, month, or quarter to make sure I'm moving in that right direction? So do you have a question? No, I was just going to say, and I, to add on to that, I think it's important to, to implement like smart goals so specific measurable um, attainable because a lot of times we can say as business owners well yeah we want to have you know a thousand followers next month but is that a realistic goal is it a realistic goal to increase the number of or to quadruple the number of intakes that you have every month if you only have two employees um, so make sure that when you're setting these goals they're realistic because even though we want to, we always want to be increasing productivity, we want to make sure that these are goals that are actually going to be achievable without compromising the integrity of your business operations. When life has you stressed, Miss Biz has your back. Mom has. Have you ever had a sock go missing while doing laundry? It happens almost 
all the time at my household. And one thing that I learned while working at the School for the Blind and Visually Impaired was a hack to ensure that one of your socks never goes missing again. And what is involved in the hack is you take a safety pin and before you put the socks in the dirty clothes, you safety pin them together, you put them in the wash, then you put them in the dryer, and when you take them out, they're safety pinned together. Voila, you never have to worry about another sock going to sock heaven. I have a friend who is constantly trying to lose weight and her goals are outrageous. She says, I want to lose, you know, 28 pounds this month. It's like an example of a goal she sets for herself. And I am always thinking and telling her, well, you're, you just want to set yourself up for failure then because, um, because that's not humanly possible to, you know, at the weight that she is now to lose 28 pounds in one month. It just, it's not achievable. So Rachel is absolutely right that you want to set in place goals that are challenging, but not impossible. Uh, but for her, having those impossible goals motivates her. For me, it would, it would just set me up for disappointment when I didn't achieve it. So here's the things to ask yourself to identify the KPIs and implement the KPIs you want to set. Number one is what's the problem you want to solve in your process, team, or organization? This is like I was sharing. When you write down the five business areas, some of them are going to stand out to you as being the focal, focal points. So what are the specific problem that you want to improve upon? Second is what's the outcome you want to achieve? What's the goal? Third is how will you measure success? So in this, in, to answer this question, how will you measure success? You're going to either already have in place a system, a software system that can track and run reports on some of these things. Um, for example, when it comes to intake, there's a CRM called HubSpot that I have had many people rave to me about. They've just said great things. I haven't heard anyone say anything negative about HubSpot. In fact, people have said things like it is incredible the type of metrics and data they can get from HubSpot at the click of a button. So perhaps you need to implement something like HubSpot so that you can efficiently find out how you're doing on your intake conversions. Um, but if that's not an option for you for whatever reason, then the good old spreadsheet is is the backup plan. You know, that's how we did it in, in the early days was sp spreadsheet of who get, who calls us, write them down. How'd they learn of us? Write it down. Do they sign up? Go back to the spreadsheet, write it down. So that's plan B if you don't want to utilize some software that can run the reports. Um, but plan A, if you have the option, having some of these software programs that can tell you your progress at the click of a button um, is really effective. And then finally, how will you know if you've achieved your outcome? How will you know? So you're only gonna know if you are, if you have that outcome, that goal predetermined and a time frame for it so that you can identify we either achieved it or did not. So, um, 
there are many things that you can do to to amplify your business, to take it to the next level. Um, and Brooke, how often would you recommend that people look at their KPIs and monitor their progress? The answer to that just depends on how efficiently you can run the metrics. If you're doing spreadsheets, for example, then that's time intensive and you're probably not gonna be able to spend the time reviewing the spreadsheet and running the numbers on a daily basis, for example, um, or even a weekly basis. Probably monthly would be my recommendation if you're doing spreadsheets. But if you have one of these CRMs like HubSpot, I use something called Lead Docket. At the end of every day, Lead Docket sends me an auto-generated report that says this many leads came in today, this many have signed up, and it gives me that report automatically. So if you have an efficient way that you can look at the numbers daily, then do it daily. But I also will look at everything on a monthly basis. I know of other businesses though who, who auto-generate reports every day of the productivity of every staff member from the day before. And that is great, but that, that requires a lot of IT specialists to be able to incorporate all those numbers into that spreadsheet. And if, if that's not achievable for you and that's not for me at the stage of my business, then I, I do it more on a monthly basis. I, I monitor it kind of, I, I kind of have an idea of how things are going throughout the month, but I really sit down at the end of the month and crunch the numbers and come up with the exact totals for all the different KPIs. I wouldn't suggest really going beyond a month though. Um, certain things you could perhaps look at on a quarterly basis, but I feel like by the time you've reached a quarter, um, so much time has passed that it's hard to change directions if things aren't going the way you had hoped. So I, I think monthly is probably the, the longest time period that I would re recommend for most businesses so that you can make sure you're on track for your annual goals. And how often would you recommend like comparing and contrasting different reports from one to another? So for example, you wanna see the progress, not only like for the month, but you wanna also be able to compare because there you might have like the summer season may be slow for you. There may be different external factors that affect a business. So how often would you recommend that they compare reports to see you know, how well they did for that. Sure. Time. I think, again, it comes down to how efficiently can you compare those things. If you can open up social media and in two seconds to see, see where you were this month compared to the month before, compared to the six months before that, then then do it all the time. But if, if it's gonna take more time to run numbers and and compare things, then you probably do it less often than that. I just did it, we're halfway through the year, and I just did it for the first half of the year. I compared where we are in the first half of this year compared to the first half of last year. So I waited about six months to do it for my firm because I, I just felt like that would give me a, a good gauge on how we were tracking compared to the year prior. Excellent.
So I wanted to also talk about the net promoter score. Um, if you're not familiar with that term, the net promoter score is just a customer experience score. It's a metric that measures loyalty and is predictive of business growth. So all it is, and you've all completed these before, it is a customer satisfaction survey you receive that has one question on it. And that is, how likely are you to recommend your friends or family? And there's a sliding scale of zero to 10. So the people who answer with a nine or 10 are called your promoters. The people who answer seven or eight are passive. And people with a zero to six are considered detractors. So to get your net promoter score, you simply take your number of promoters, those are the nine and tens, and you subtract the number of detractors, the zero to sixes, and you get your net promoter score. So I looked at customergage.com to kind of give us an idea of some of these companies who have really high net promoter scores. And what we found was Tesla has a score of 95, which is excellent. Um, T-Mobile surprisingly had a score of 82. Starbucks has a score of 77. Zoom has a score of 72. Southwest Airlines, 71. Square, uh, which is a merchant services, um, they have a score of 70. And Google and Chick-fil-A has a score of 58, which is extremely shocking to me because especially with Chick-fil-A, like that's, that's God's chicken right there. <laughs> yeah, I always expected that Chick-fil-A would have been at the very top of the list. But when I look to see what ratings are what's considered good on a net promoter score because you've got to know what your gauge is anything over 20 is considered favorable um, anything 50 or above is excellent and 80 is considered world class so tesla is above 80 and t-mobile that was a surprise for me i i haven't met a lot of t-mobile fans running around but apparently they're there <laughs> You know we're all about that case, about that case, no trouble. All about that case, about that case, no trouble. All about that case, about that case, no trouble. All about that case, about that case. At Volts Legal, we are all about your case. Text or call to schedule a free consultation for all your legal needs. VoltsLegal.com. And, and like Brooke said in the very beginning, you know, what is measured, it, it grows. Um, and that which is measured and reported grows um, a, a, even more. And that's actually a quote from Carl Pearson. Um, but the whole point as business owners is we want to grow. We want results and we want to be able to continuously improve. And in order to do so, you really have to implement some of these KPIs. And a lot of us are already doing it, but there's, there's different methods that can be utilized for your business just to maximize your efficiency. Going back to my diet example, if I'm weighing in alone in my closet, then I have just myself as my accountability. But as the quote says, if I am reporting that metric 
to someone else, it grows exponentially. So if I have to go to a weigh-in, for example, and I have to weigh with a diet coach somewhere in person, I can tell you right now, I am gonna have better results because I am constantly aware of the fact that at the end of the month, I gotta go weigh in. So that's the, the premise behind the KPIs is not only to be measuring them alone in your office, but you've gotta share those metrics with your staff. There's a number of reasons for that. Um, one is that the staff wanna be part of the team. They wanna take ownership and feel like they are part of the vision and the goals of the company and, and feel like they're a vital and integral part of that. So sharing with them the goals and the progress is I think very important to the growth of the business. Yeah, I think that's number one because the only time, the only way to have your team fully on board, right? Because you need your entire team to accomplish the goals, is to make sure that they they know what they're what they're being scored on. They know what it what key activities are most important to your business. Um, so getting them on board, allowing them to to have that knowledge, but then also be part of that that process is going to create a emotional bond and emotional connection so they're actually in turn going to have a higher job satisfaction rate because they feel more connected to your business they feel more part of the team versus you know just the person that's clocking in from nine to five every day I was at a workshop recently with around a hundred law firm owners in the room and there were some law firm owners who were very very against sharing financial numbers with the staff. They did not want their staff to know how much money was coming in and going out. And they just, they felt like it was private, it was personal, it was none of their business, and they didn't want to share it with their staff. And then the leader of the group um, asked, they said, who here shares with their staff what the financial numbers of their firm are? And a number of people raised their hand. And then they said, keep your or put your hand down if you regret sharing that information with your staff and not one person put their hand down and so that to me spoke volumes that as uncomfortable as it may be and and so many people in the room who were against it said you know everyone's gonna be asking me for a raise if they know how much money we're bringing in um and that was their biggest fear uh, they, you know, that just had not been the case with the people who had been transparent with their staff. Every one of them had had a good experience with it and, and didn't regret sharing those numbers. Uh, I also want to give a real life example of how important this is to drive home the point of transparency with your employees, um, within reason, I think is important. I met a chiropractor recently who had uh, she was she was in charge of one office of the practice and when she started working there a year ago she was treating 35 patients a day fast forward to her year anniversary and she was treating 70 patients a day so she had grown the practice by double she had doubled the practice in one year which seems pretty impressive however and in her mind, she believed she was killing it. She was knocking it out of the park. She doubled the practice in one year. 
But when she met with her boss, he told her that because the geographic area where the practice was located happened to be in a lower socioeconomic area, that the price per treatment that they could charge was on the low end. So even though she had doubled the number of patients, because the patients were paying such a low price point, they still were not profitable. And she felt such disappointment and felt so defeated because she had been putting in her all to growing this practice. And she might have been focusing on the wrong things. She might she might have should have been focusing on how do we raise the price point? How do we get patients in here who can afford to pay a little bit more? Because how many patients in a day can you really treat? You can only treat so many. At some point, you're going to have to raise the price point if you're going to be profitable. Or she could have known uh, along the way that I've got to hit this many new patients uh, in order to be profitable. She just, if, if any of this had been shared with her along the way, she could have been strategic in putting in place KPIs so that she could achieve those goals. Instead, they kept her in the dark. They didn't tell her um, what goals she needed to meet to be profitable. She thought she was doing a great job as any, any outside viewer would, and yet, from the perspective of her boss, they were still failing as a whole. And so she felt incredibly defeated and she ended up leaving that job entirely um, for a number of reasons, but that being a big part of it, that, that they were, they were going to shut down the practice because it wasn't being profitable after she had put her blood, sweat and tears into growing it and thought that she had been growing it. So this is how important it is. It is important to share this information with the staff, uh, particularly the staff who have an effect on the productivity and performance of, of the business. So that's KPIs in a nutshell. I hope that it you found it valuable and I hope you can sit down with those five topics, those five areas of your business and figure out which ones you want to focus on, which ones you want to improve upon and set in place some measurable metrics that you can keep track of to grow and reach your goals. We appreciate you and are honored to be on this journey with you. We can't wait to help you to encourage you and show you how to grow personally, professionally, and spiritually. If you found Miss Biz helpful, please leave a review and share with others. You can follow us on social media at Miss Biz Podcast. For legal questions or services, please visit boltslegal.com. And for digital marketing needs, please visit boltsmedia.com. Let's, Let's get, get biz done. done.